Today's Literate Apecast is brought to you by Tootsie Roll Premium Hot Cocoa Creamy Hot Chocolate. As America's favorite chewy chocolatey candy, the Tootsie Roll has thankfully remained unchanged since it was first introduced in New York City in 1896. Now, we've brought you another way to enjoy the perfectly balanced cocoa taste lined with subtle fruit-flavored undertones, one hot and delicious cup at a time. And now, here's your Literate Apecast. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Be advised that the Literate Apecast is recorded for adults with adult themes and language. If you are easily offended, best to cover your ears. But then why listen to a podcast, dumbass? So is uh, is that is that a response? Are you? Dr- oh Christ! So did you? So, so are you loving their Tootsie Roll hot chocolate because of the legal weed in Illinois now? <laughs> is that why? Is that why? Is that why? Is it suddenly suddenly Chicago is in a haze of weed smoke and you went? I gotta have some of this Tootsie Roll yeah, cho- yeah. chocolate. And there's there's been a run on the uh, on the jelly bean. The, the jelly bean factory up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, or wherever the hell there it is. Go, there yeah. Go. Um, no, this but is everybody's just... going crazy for beef jerky. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I've got a. Uh, this was a gift from my mother-in-law in my Christmas stocking because I do love Tootsie Rolls, and it it honestly tastes like Tootsie Rolls. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> Oh mm. yuck, yeah. yuck! Yeah. You know, but you know, the thing as I say yuck, you know, that's like you can get jelly beans that taste like popcorn and grass and snot and vomit. So yep, nothing. Here's the, fu- we <laughs> Here's the, the funny easily, thing about that: we are so easily fooled. Our taste buds and it scares <laughs> me that that's all chemical. Everything in that that makes it taste like a tootsie roll. It's not tootsie roll. There's no tootsie roll in it. It's chemicals that make it taste like tootsie roll. Um. Yep, mono and diglycerichip. It's mm-hmm. yep. Okay. Oh yeah. This the, is what the, science the funny has thing about us. The funny thing about your your uh, jelly bean thing is that you named popcorn, grass, snot, and, and vomit. vomit. Of those four, popcorn is the only one not sold as a gross out flavor. But I think oh, yeah. it is far worse than the grass and the vomit and the so- well, stinky because- cheese is bad. It's because it's so disconnected from your brain. Your brain yeah. says, I should be eating popcorn. You taste it. It tastes just like popcorn, but it's a fucking jelly But it's jelly chewy, bean. yeah. It's, it's, it's wrong. There's something right. wrong. Yes. I mean, I feel the same way about grass. When I eat grass, I want to have like the sure. stains on my face. You know, that's Yeah, like, yeah. When you want to vomit, smell like the fresh clip, yeah. like the When the, I lick up vomit, yeah. I would like to have a little bit of You want of the chunks. Yeah, I want somebody's yeah. dinner. Yeah. Give me, you know. give me half a noodle. Give me Something, half a noodle. Any, yeah. well, you know, you know, a corn cob. Corn cob? <laughs> corn cob? A corn sure. nugget. A kernel. Sure. That's the word. There kernel. you go. We'll get there. Yeah. All right. We so always tell, get there. So tell me a little bit about, the about you know, this thing is I, I was talking to, I, I last night I, I made a, I, I broke a cardinal casino rule last night. Oh, really? Did you go home I, with a with a patron? I did not. Um, good. I, good. I mean, that's one of the cardinal rules, I think. Yeah. But uh, or maybe not. I don't know. Did you accept rule. baked goods from a patron? I did not. I did not accept okay. baked goods. Um, 
uh, Eric Wilson uh, for Christmas bought me a uh, a billionaire's tears Elizabeth Warren for 2020 cup, and I went out. <laughs> I went out on the casino floor with my Elizabeth Warren cup. Oh God! In, in Las Vegas, and there were there were there were a few conversations. There sure. Were free, there were a few conversations, <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and there was some that they were like, ah, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, our uh, our hotel manager Javier and I got to talking, and he he looked at it. He looked at it, and it was very funny because I'm walking around. I'm walking around with this mug full of coffee, <laughs> just kind of just kind of dim- trying to show everybody, yeah, without yeah. going, "Hey, look, hey, look!" Right. And he walks over and he goes, "You're a leftist." Jesus. And I said, "I said, Javier, I'm from Chicago. What do you expect?" He goes, "I just, you know, I just, I don't know." From conversations we had, I thought you were more Trump. I said, "Really?" I said, "So really? you got?" I said, "You got from my conversations that I have any kind of uh, 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 love for Trump?" And he goes, "Well, maybe not that, but just I just didn't think you were like one of those." I said, "One of those? Let's have that conversation." And one of the things we talked a little bit about, and what was funny about it is the conversation. It was really about he's he's Republican. But doesn't like Trump. It's that he hates yeah. liberals so much. Yep. And and I explained to him, I said, you know, I used to think I was far, far left until I for four years dated a communist and went, Yee, maybe I'm not as far left as I thought I was. Yeah. And you know, that and so we got to a conversation. One of the things that I said that I liked a lot was that, you know, Pritzker legalized marijuana in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I said, but more importantly, I said, I said, you know, I don't really smoke weed. I mean, not anymore. Um, but one of the things I thought was absolutely excellent was that he then exonerated 11,000 prisoners that yeah. had been put in prison for weed. And yeah. I said, I thought that was, that, I, you know, I thought that was really cool. And he completely agreed. I mean, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, then we suddenly went into a rabbit hole talking about how the mob, which was effectively organized crime that, that ran the country from like 1940 until 1975, yeah. was, was the bones were created from prohibition. Right. And that the war on drugs that he, Javier came up in, you know, he wasn't actually in any gangs, but he, you know, was around a lot of gangs, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so we talked a little bit about that. And then at one point he went, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe we can have a political conversation. Oh. I said, yeah. I said, you know, I said, I think that's, I think that's quite possible to have a, a, a rational civil conversation with someone who perhaps has an opposing view on certain things. And uh, so, so what, what are your, what's your take? It, it's been legal for what? What has it been legal for a week? Um, four days, five days five days yeah so yeah the better part of a week um well we have not been to a dispensary yet um so they have dispensaries out there now oh yeah yeah when we were coming back from we spent new year's eve uh and new year's day in lafayette indiana and as we were coming back katie says let's drive by new med on north i want to see how long the line is and so we did and it was kind of i mean it's it was a tight line you know like it wasn't yeah. eight blocks long but you know it was yeah it's not yeah. an apple iphone line right but uh we're getting there yeah um i think it's great i've been a i've been a proponent of legalizing marijuana and legalizing prostitution in every state for you know i think that I mean, look people are doing it already you can tax it you can regulate it that makes it safer that makes it 
I don't know, better, but the benefits outweigh the, the, the negatives, the positives outweigh the negatives. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to take my wife and my kid and his stroller and into a, a, a weed dispensary and buy some pot. I'm excited to do that. So here's a question I'll ask, and I know this is an issue, and I actually agree with this issue. It's one of the very few things. I mean, uh, you know, I think I've I think I've long established my disdain for the woke, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I do think there's some some uh, quite a bit of merit, quite frankly. So how many of these dispensaries are owned by black people? That's a great question. I don't know, but have if having to guess, I'd say none. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and there's something to say that the underground economy, um, you could, and this is a total stereotype, and it's a total lumping of things, and it's not necessarily accurate, but yeah. the perception is that black men and women, but probably mostly black men, have been using weed as a, a, a means a means for their own economic benefit. Yeah. For decades and have been put in prison for it when they get caught and now that it's legal now that we can actually have yep. pop-up i mean I, I have this vision where like right now uh, cannabis dispensaries in chicago illinois are sort of like off-loop theaters like little <laughs> tiny like little tiny storefronts and it's a yeah. scrappy bunch of people and it's all white kids that knew each other in college yeah that's <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, and, and now I I, I want to like look online and see where are the dispensaries. How many are south of North Avenue? Yeah, you, you know, know how many like, how many are south of 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 Fifteenth Street? You know, like probably yeah. not a lot. Well, I mean, and you know, and not to put too much of a fine point of it, but if you go back to Prohibition, when alcohol when alcohol was illegal, mm-hmm. the guys that were making the big dime were the Italians. I mean, yeah. that's that's how the mob was formed. And then once they made, once prohibition was repealed, it was Germans. It was the German-Americans that were actually making the big bucks. Because they make the good and, beer, yeah. And the Italian-Americans moved on to, you know, they'd already at that point moved on to prostitution and, and gambling and, you know, basically anything illegal, they were kind of doing the thing. So yeah. you know, I, I, just, I just find the whole, the whole prohibition of what people want that they're going to get no matter what. Yeah. A well, the other thing, the other thing is because it no, it never works. I don't know why we do it or even think it's a, a it's a smart thing. I know it's so stupid, and the the thing about it is that the taxes on uh, the Illinois taxes on the weed, I think, are like thirty four percent or something yeah, like it's that. Like it's cigarettes. In, yeah, it's like cigarettes. Yeah, and then you tack on Chicago's tax. Yeah, which is the highest in the nation at ten point three eight percent, something yeah. like that. And then you've got the Cook County tax, yeah, which is one of the highest in the nation. Um, <laughs> I mean, the taxes on this stuff are insane. That's where the oh, expenses. Yeah. So I'm wondering how many people are, are going to do the dispensaries, go the legal route for the, the the kitsch of it, and then eventually go. You know what? I'm just going to call my guy and go back underground because I don't have to pay all these taxes. This is well, stupid. I- you the know? thing about it, the thing about it is, if it's if if there's any, and, and I think that's always going to happen. But the fact that it's legal, that it means that individual purveyors can grow it in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it, you know, I, I think there's probably some limitations on it right now. Yeah. But I mean, that it, it what's going to be the the equivalent of uh, you know single cigarette sales. You know, I mean, yeah. That 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 is technically not legal in the state, but right. 
people do it, you know, and it's yeah. not, and, and, you know, and it's not a hanging offense. You're not going to get three years in prison. Right. You know, and that, I think that's, you, that's the, the best part of the whole experience is that it's no longer criminalized. So, you know, grandma, grandma, you know, <clears throat> your, your mother-in-law can grow her weed and gift you Tootsie yeah. Roll hot cocoa. <laughs> That's what you get in your stocking is your mother-in-law can say, here's some of my homegrown brownies yeah. and here's some hot chocolate that I was wish chemicals that would probably fucking kill a horse. I, <laughs> I wish, because she is an amazing cook, an amazing baker, so that would be nice if she could yeah. cook up, bake up some, some weed cookies. Um, also, there's no woman in the world more in need of getting high than my mother-in-law. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've talked I about I love her. her, but yeah, she she could use a, a bake or two. Well, it's um, like I told you. I told you when mom was in Las Vegas, uh, and, and she was with my niece. My niece had just turned twenty one. She wanted to do Las Vegas, you know, at twenty one, and they ended up Dana ended up taking them to Planet Thirteen, which is Planet Thirteen is sort of like if Starbucks sold weed. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I mean, it's like, you know, it's really nice. It's high end. There's a coffee shop. It's like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and so they went there and my mom comes, they come to the wild, wild west afterwards. And my mom's got this big bag of edible gummies that she's bought and she didn't buy it because she does gummies or does weed. Yeah. It's, it's because it's because she could get it on sale. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, two for one. So anyway, while she's playing roulette, apparently none of us are. She takes one, right? She eats an animal no. gummy while we're, and so it's time for them to go home. We get in the car and we're driving. I'm driving them to the hotel, and she says, uh, "With the edible gummies, are you supposed? To, is your nose supposed to get numb?" And we all <laughs> and we all laughed. And then a few minutes later, she says, "And are your ears supposed to get numb?" And we all laughed again. And she goes, "And I'm getting really sleepy." I said, yeah, and apparently she slept like a baby, of course. Of course, but then, yeah. Then, then the next morning we eat breakfast, her joke was that she called my dad, and she was talking to my dad and said, this is what happens to a 70-year-old woman when you take an edible gummy. And my dad's response was, bring me some. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's it's good stuff. Get in on it. Like It's not going to kill you. It's every. I think everybody can benefit from, from a numb nose and ears. Every now and again, I, I, I you know, that, that's and a the thing. good night's rest. Well, see, ultimately, that's the thing is, is I, you know, I might still be interested in weed on any form, but man, it's a, it maybe um, yeah. Well, I know it's because I'm getting older, my metabolism changed, whatever. Man, I'll tell you what, it puts me to sleep. Yeah, like like a blackout dart, like a Russian blackout <laughs> dart from a 1960s spy movie. I smoke. I can <gasps> do one. Yeah, I can do one hit, and it's just like eyes roll up, sleep. Yeah, and so I, unless I'm just like really, really, really night sleep deprived. Yeah, it's not really going to do me much good because it does. It pretty much puts me on a commission, like a horse tranquilizer. I imagine it's going to become. Like for us, before we jumped on this to record this podcast, I said to Katie, I said that I want to go to Target today. There's something I wanted to get, but I don't remember what it was. She goes, oh, I wanted to run to Mariano's. And I'm like, okay, we'll take a family trip. And I'm thinking maybe in our Mariano's and Target and return a few things at Kohl's and, you know, we'll swing by the dispensary and pick up some marijuana. And like, it's going to become part of this 
white hipster urban well, like you know yeah, mommy pumpkin spice latte you'll be yeah. able to go to you don't even go to need to go to a dispensary you just go to mariano's and they'll be like here's some cilantro mm-hmm. we're gonna get some cilantro oh i would like to have some basil you know gord ramsey calls it basil <laughs> and here i'm gonna get some mj mj nice yeah yeah that's mary jane for those of you who weren't around during the the uh, Rick Spring, not Rick Springfield, Rick James. Rick Springfield, yeah, Rick Springfield. I, yeah, because it's the Rick Springfield days in the late '80s. <laughs> Jesse's girl and MJ. What the? F- <laughs> you know? All right. So <laughs> Jesse's I, girl is code for heroin. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Because I've been thinking about this. You're, uh, you know, that's thing is we feel you and I. You're, you're what? 41? 40. 40. 45. I'll be 45 in a couple of years. Okay. And I'm 53. <laughs> now, here's how is important, because you're, you're a little more on that, you know, millennial cusp than I am. How important is it for, and I will not say old people, yeah. because, you know, there's old, old, and then there's, you know, just older, right? Yeah. Then I would say, I would say you are older and I am older. Yeah. That's what okay. we'll do that. We're seeing out this. How important is it for us to keep up with the pop culture of the Ute? You know, because we're like you, you mentioned. What is Rick a Ute? You know exactly. <laughs> exactly. Did you just say Ute? Yeah, the yeah, two Utes. You've, you've seen my cousin Vinny. <laughs> it's such a great movie. It's a great fucking movie. But <laughs> the it was two made. Youths. It was made at a time yeah. where most kids, most people in their thirties, weren't even born. The Star Wars films? No, I said the the my cousin Vinny. Oh, so when I say, oh, you, we're talking. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I went to that. Sorry. Um, the how well, important for, is it for us to be up on up on the pop culture? Because I got to tell you, and I I don't think it's because I'm old, but maybe it's because I am. I find, I mean, there's some of it I find that's like, oh yeah, it's some pretty good music, or or I like that director, or you know that star is cool. But I got to tell you, there's a lot of youth culture that i'm just like i don't fucking care don't know it don't know about it don't know who they are oh, never heard it i mean don't care I mean, yeah i mean you know and i did i used to in chicago I used to produce the the winter block party for chicago hip-hop arts but i'm telling you the whole dj movement i don't give a fuck no that but that's not it just you don't give a fuck about that because you don't care about the music that they're doing well i think that's, that's probably but that's part what i'm of saying it. it yeah but that's what i'm saying it's not it's just it just it, and it's not like i have a disdain for it it's not like i'm an old man yeah, says, oh, it's all noise ah, blah, blah. Yeah. it's just that given a choice between you know some bto which for the youth is blue oh i just said bto yep bachman turner overdrive um or uh i don't know Fucking Dr. Well, I didn't say I was gonna say Dr. Dre, but that's still me. Yep. Who I don't I can't even name a contemporary uh artist. I'm tr- oh uh I Billy, don't Billy say, English? Sure. Maybe? Or Ellish? It's Ellish. Ellish. Billy Ellish. See? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So how so so right. how's how important is it for us <clears throat> to keep up with that culture? All right. So here's there's two things with this. One, let's flash back to my high school days. And I'm sitting at my grandparents. Um, I grew up next door to my, my grandparents. I'm sitting at, the, at their dinner table having a discussion with my grandfather. And I don't remember what got us into this, but he accused me of not knowing anything about culture because I couldn't name a, like some old jazz singer that they were playing on, their, on the stereo. Like, and I, I was, even then, I was, 
I wasn't an idiot. Like I knew who the Rat Pack was. I could name Sammy Davis Jr. and like pick out their song, you know. Um, so I had a basic understanding, but I, I couldn't name this person. So he's like, you don't, know, you don't know culture. You're missing out on so much. And I go, okay, fine. Name one song by the band Weezer. And he said, the what? I said, Weezer, the band Weezer. And he, of course, couldn't do it. So I said, okay, name, name a song by this. N- name the, the lead singer of this band, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he couldn't do it of any of contemporary not. stuff. So like, so then we got in the debate of, well, what is culture? Is culture not all of it? And should we know all of it? And is, if we know less, does that make us less cultured than, I mean, it, it does if we know less. Yeah, but, it actually means you, know, you are less cultured, sure. But like, what is okay to know? What, sh- what does it matter when we don't know it anymore? So I think what we need to keep up with pop culture, not just of the youth, because I don't think it's really a youth thing, even though it is developed a lot of times by the youth and geared toward, it's not specifically for the youth or by the youth. Um, but we need to keep up with it we'll as much as we to need to. We'll come back to that because I'm not sure I entirely agree with you, but go ahead. We need to keep up with it as much as we want to or need to. Because I know oh, plenty sure. of people that are older than me that are like, that totally know who Billy English is. Or Eilish. Eyelash? Billy Eyelash? Ellis. Ellis? Ellis. Right? Bi- Billy Ellis Island. Billy Elliot. Billy Idol. Sure. Uh, there you go. Now I know that. I know okay. Billy yeah. Idol. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and, so, and Katie and I have been talking about this a lot because I'm starting my new job on uh, tomorrow, on Monday. Um, I guess today because that's when this thing, dro- whatever. And my new job is going to require me to be more in touch with the current and developing pop culture trends. So I'm yeah. going to have to probably buy or at least listen on Spotify to a Billy Idol English Joel song. So I understand. Wha- See, it, it, okay, so because at, at work we've got younger, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, so like uh, Paul, the head engineer, it's my, you know, actually he's your age, but you know, we have, you know, there's a common lingo that we're not so separated. And then, and then I've got like a couple of, late 20s early 30s like uh engineers that work for him mm-hmm. we're all sitting in the room and he and he paul says hey you in the office i said yeah he says come here come here so i come in he goes i'll bet you can name this song and the artist and, and the other two guys are just sitting there looking expectant you know mm-hmm. and it was and it was a gordon lightfoot song so i said yeah it's gordon lightfoot you know and it's like and they were like yeah, that's because you're ancient. I can't think of anything. I mean, I don't know anything that was like at that time period. I said, really? I said, you know fucking Star Wars? You know Star Wars? Because that was 1977 and you weren't even fucking born. So if you know Star Wars, shut the fuck up. Right. And they were like, what? You really got it. You really got it. You went there, man. You went there. And I went, I was just <laughs> giving you shit. I wasn't mad. I was just right. giving you shit. But this opened up this whole conversation about the, the stuff that's important to me. Mm-hmm. They're just—it's ancient history for them. Well, it's all ancient history. The stuff that but like it's pick I gr- and choose. Like a Star Wars to them is probably not ancient history, but Gordon Lightfoot is. Is Elvis well, ancient history to them compared to Gordon Lightfoot? Well, like, and, and that's the thing. It's are the like Beatles? A, you know, because the oh, Beatles yeah. were broken up before by, Gordon Lightfoot. By, by the way, by the way, yes. The answer to that question, at least in 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 the very tiny uh, corner of the Las Vegas casino that I manage, yeah, um, the Beatles are. Uh, I mean, they're just not. They, they, you could talk to anybody that's fucking thirty years or younger, and they don't care. They don't like. Oh, they're overplayed. What? 
Oh no, they just no. I don't even. Well, what songs have you heard? What songs have you heard? Yeah, and they and they named three John Lennon songs and maybe one Paul McCartney song. It's like you, you, but none of those songs are from any of their greatest albums. What are you talking about? And it's an interesting thing because I feel like they want to shame me because I don't know who the fuck Lizzo is, and they want <laughs> I want to shame them because they don't you know they don't know their history. This is the argument and that my grandfather and I had. Want, yeah. yeah, your grandpa wants to shame you because you don't know Dean Martin's you know entire <laughs> anthology of right. you know his canon. Right, and it's it's like you know, and so I I will the only thing I'll disagree with your statement is I do think um, it is about the youth. I do think it's about younger people because ultimately all popular culture comes from the youngest generation. That's, I mean, you know, it's like the idea that, that most music at some point is dance music. Well, it's because old people can't fucking dance. And maybe some, <laughs> you know, because they hurt. Sure. Because they, okay. Because, because, oh, my fucking ankle. What'd you do to your ankle? I don't know. I was taking a shower. Yeah, that's that's old people. It yeah. just, we just hurt ourselves without I doing anything. I blinked and my shoulder, I threw my shoulder and, out. And, yeah. and my throat, yeah. So let's go fucking dance to, you know, Lizzo. Common. I don't know. Or whatever. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, you know, so it, it's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. But I do think it's a youth thing. And, you know, I just read an article that said that the biggest divide in the Democratic Party now is, and this is the thing, they, the, the headline or the subheadline was that it was millennials versus boomers. But if you actually read the article, yeah, it's not millennials because you're a millennial. I'm not. Is, you are. You were born, when were you born? 79. I'm, a, I'm right on the back end. According to the U.S. Census and a lot of other determining. You're a I'm a Gen Xer. I'm a tail end of the no. Gen Xer. Millennials no. start in 82. No, millennials. We've had 80. this discussion. We have had this debate before. And, See, and your old person brain is starting to fail you. <laughs> so no, anyway. you, and, you and I are, on this, are in the, the same article, generation, but I'm on the yeah. tail end of it. But, yes. the, but the article basically is referring to Gen Z or whatever you want to fucking call them. And I don't know what Gen Z is. Where does Gen Z. F- basically, Gen Z are like they're in their 20s right now. I like to call them iGen because they're See, people is that, that. Is that not that millennials? No. Millennials are 82 to... Ah, shit. Whatever. Anyway. Basically, Gen Z is the next... And and actually, I don't think... And I understand all this fucking categories of bullshit. But from my mind, uh, Gen Z and iGen, that's what I call I like iGen. Is there people that really kind of came of age... They came of age around 2008, 9 which was when you suddenly had uh, Facebook really ascending. You had smartphones that were for, you know, first introduced in 2007. People that were in high school then. Right. That, to me, is iGen because they are kind of defined. Their entire, like, like I can look at you know, my upbringing. I can say I was in high school in the 80s. Yep. 1980 to 1984, I was in high school. So the music of that time is the music that I reflect as a part of my, you know, sort of my my cultural awareness coming, all that kind of stuff, the politics of the day yep. when I started to become politically aware. I mean, it's a, you know, and it's when you know I started getting boners and I couldn't stop, and you know, I mean, that's what that's what it is, the hormones. Yeah. And so and so yeah. So I think I think iGen is anybody that that kind of came of age during the ascendancy of the smartphone and how the internet, you know, took a and it's it's fascinating to me. How that cultural divide is 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 actually pretty significant, and I just wonder. I just wonder, is it 
is it a is it important to understand this this stuff so that we have sort of that common language pop culturally and b um why is it important if it is i mean is it that we're just not convincing people nobody will listen to me because i don't understand the lyrics of you know a chance the rapper song but i can go what the fuck but then they're not relevant to me because you know they can't you know they 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 can't sing all the lyrics don't stop believing what's the deal uh, well i think yeah i mean if even if you could understand and recite all the chance the rapper lyrics they would probably look at you like oh look at the old guy trying to be cool I, well and i think there is a lot and that's that. just, i think that's, that's just, true that's just young people and i was that way and you were that way and i'm yep. i guess i'm not as much that way anymore and no, i haven't been you're for a one long of the time. old guys because well, you're one even, of the old guys now even when i was in my 20s i wasn't the old people are dumb because i always was at, I had friends that were, I used to be the youngest guy, the youngest friend, that I was the youngest one in the room a long, for a long time. Yeah. I was an oldies disc jockey in my yeah. early, I mean, I was, I was working in an oldies station when I was 20 years old, yeah. you know? So I'm like, I'm opening for shows for guys that are 65 years old, 70 years old that had, haven't had hits in 40 years, you know? Like I, I was in that old, that old person world. So I never had that disdain for old yeah. people, but there is that, oh, whatever, boomer, you know, whatever that stupid thing was. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then as we get older, we go, oh, whatever, millennial, and oh, you're just a kid, you're just a, a freshman uh, liberal arts, you know, major. Like, what do you know? Sh like, there is, this, there is this disdain that the old have for the youth and the youth have for the old. That's just what it always has been, and I think that's because either don't take time to understand the culture that they are growing up in or did grow up in. And in our teens and 20s, when our hormones are raging, that is our most important time for our culture. Like, I still have in regular rotation the same albums that I had oh, in regular yeah. rotation oh, yeah. in my 20s. I mean, well, that's my favorite part about, I mean, one of my favorite parts about working at the casino is that the playlist, I mean, and it's a very, very curated and vetted playlist because it's one of, they don't want to, there's no heavy metal, there's no rap. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to make sure that a certain demographic feels comfortable while they're sitting and gambling. And so it ends up being a lot of like classic rock, yep. which I fucking love and I'm down with that. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So taking it one step further, you're growing it, you're growing a young man. I am growing a young man. And so the question is, and there is going to come that time when he looks at you and is like, Dad, Dad, you're so fucking out of touch. Right. It's not so, now, though. Like, last night we were at a family Christmas. Um, okay. And he's running, well, you know, yeah, he would come running through and he's like, Daddy, like, the kid still wants me around, which is wonderful. Well, that's because, wonderful. and we've already, we've already discussed this in other podcasts, is because Harry's kind of retarded. So. He's, a, he's a one and a half year old idiot. One and a half yeah, year old yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like the village idiot, you know, that runs around <laughs> and bangs his face with a, a, a stick and goes, huh. But that's, it's very cute. Well, yeah, that's what village idiots are. They're <laughs> right. very entertaining. It's fun to watch them hit themselves yeah. and go, what? It just happened. <laughs> and, you know, um, but the question is, is like, you know, I look at it as Star Wars was a huge part of my upbringing. Right. And I wonder, and I wonder, um, What's Harry going to think of Star Wars? Because I and you and I experience Star Wars differently as well. You know, I mean, even that 10-year gap, 10, 12-year gap, <clears> it's like, I, you know, and I've said this before, 
When I was 11 years old, Star Wars came out in 1977. There was no VHS. There was no cable right. TV. Right. There was no way to see the movie unless you went to the movie theater. And I went to the movie theater that summer 25 times and paid $2.50 each time to see Star Wars. Yeah. That is my, so, so you know, fuck everybody else. I am Luke Skywalker. That was my, up. you know, that was a huge part of my, like, cultural landscape as a kid. Yeah. You, you know, you when, what was the first one you actually saw, like, in the theater? Uh, I don't remember. I was talking to my mom about this. As she believes that we did see Jedi, Return of the Jedi. So that now. was, like, 83, right? 83. So you... Yeah. So you saw Jedi when you were four. I was four, but I don't think so that, that that's count. right. That doesn't count. And I don't remember it. I do not four, remember exactly, it at all. Four years yeah. old. I mean, you know, and so, so, so you have a different experience. So well, really, the first movies that you could see in the theater were the prequels. Sort of. Um, yeah. I mean, I growing up, Star. I was all about Star Wars. Had the toys. Watched the movies over and over again. We had the VHS. Yeah, see, that's like well, you had VHS. You know, that's how you watched. You watched it at home. Yes, in '97, over and over and over, mm -hmm. and not go anywhere. And yeah. we did. And in, in 1997, when they re-released the originals, oh, I remember in yeah, the theaters. Okay. That was a very, very big thing. But it wasn't new, you know, other than like the new yeah. scenes that Lucas threw in there. But uh, yeah. it, but it was still an extremely exciting thing to see them to see the crawl on the big screen was a yeah. moving experience. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so what's Harry going to think of all this shit? Because now we've got the nine films that are that are supposed to sort of encapsulate the the whole story of the Skywalkers. And you know, you wrote a really good piece for New Year's that uh, was a you know it had some commentary about Star Wars. And I haven't written about it yet, but I'm I'm in the process of kind of figuring out what I want to say about it. Yeah. But the question is, what do you think Harry's going to think? Because he's not really going to be able to actually watch the Star Wars movies like and really get them until probably you know what, what is he? He's he'll be two in March, so we probably yeah, got another so three years before he starts little, to like three four years before he's yeah. like okay you can like Daddy's going to say hey hey Harry let's truck out some of the ancient stuff from my youth my yeah. youth. And well, but I don't think that Star Wars is an ancient thing because. The toys that are still on the shelves, the the characters that are still in the commercials, are still the original characters. It's still R two D two and Chewbacca and C three PO and Vader and the stormtroopers. These no, that's no, that's our version of it. No, because look like, at what's on. Go go well, to no, Target I, today. No, go to no, toy, I, I almost no, said I Toys R Us. But, but the story, the storyline, and what you grow up with is because it's one of the interesting things is that uh, my nephews. You know, and I think uh, Sean's 22, you know, and, yeah. and Ryan's 17. Um, for them, Star Wars, like, pre predominantly, star they like Darth Maul. They huh. like, you know, they like, uh, you know, like, think of the characters in the prequels that were cool. Because, you know, they don't see Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's strictly Ian McGregor. And so, you know, that's the thing. It's, so they see a different lens. Harry... Very likely, it depends on you know how he's exposed to it. But I'm thinking right. somebody that's probably like seven or eight years old now, they see Ray and Finn and 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 Poe Cameron though, and and the and what what's the? I think it's Poe Dameron. Yeah, whatever. And what's Kurt the, what's Cameron? The, yeah, and what's the little the robot? It's not BB-8. 
BB-8. I, for some reason, I was thinking like OB-1, OB-8. But it's BB-8. <laughs> their, BB-8 is their version of R2-D2, you know? And yeah. it's like, so it doesn't translate like that. But, it, you know, that is, is Star Wars, at least for our new millennial, sort of a cross-cultural touch point? It is. I think... Well, before I can answer about Harry, I'll tell you about Katie. Katie had never seen the... I don't know that she's ever seen the prequels, now that I'm saying this. She hadn't seen the originals before Force Awakens came out. So so, so that's why Harry's retarded. He gets it from her. He, yeah. That's me culturally shaming your wife yeah. with it. She's not around. Because I, well, I can't do it to her face because she'll kick my ass. So. Right, right. I can do uh, it on the podcast. She can find out later. Well, she, we know she doesn't listen, so we're safe. There you go. Uh, no, I mean, you know, the, and we've talked about this before, that there's a part of Katie's youth that she missed out on because, one, tiny little town, two, really conservative tiny little town, three, conservative parents that were really young and didn't know, you know, they just, she, she just didn't get it. Like, she hadn't seen Ghostbusters, she hadn't seen Back to the Future, like these things that even... Even though Back to the Future came out a year before she was born, Ghostbusters came out two years before she was born. These are just things that are such a part of the culture that how do you avoid them? You know, so when, when yeah. I found out she didn't see, like, when I hear that people don't see Star Wars, I go, how? Like, and that's fine. I'm not judging you. I don't care. But how have you just not accidentally watched one of, at least one of these movies? One of the now not, you know, six at the t- you know whatever it was so we watched um we watched all th- we watched you know new hope empire jedi before the force awakens came out so she was up to speed and you know uh and you know because you needed to see what the originals were to understand why references it, yeah. and everything yeah. you know but I think that she she likes the prequels or the, I'm sorry the sequels more than I do because to her, even though she saw that stuff, she related to Ray for obvious reasons. Yeah, Dana, um, Dana's the same way. Yeah, yeah, and really, I get really... it. Ray is maybe one of the best, probably the best Jedi we've ever seen on screen. Mm. Doing the coolest shit. She I don't know. I mean that's no, no. maybe a topic for another no. time. But Ta- prequel Yoda is the best Jedi we've ever seen. Fuck you, fighting, fighting, uh, fighting, uh, uh, okay. Count Dooku, fighting down, and, and when he suddenly starts bouncing around like a fucking whirling dervish on on acid, you're like, oh, that's the fucking best. I that uh, didn't really do it for me. I just thought, oh, that's hard to watch. Oh, fuck off, man. All right. Well, anyway, that's because we'll see. And then part of that is is again going back with the Katie, going back with you know, is is that. Is that if if you didn't come to the to the the original three until after you know all this time, yeah, yeah. then the reveal I am your father, Luke. That reveal had 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 less impact yes. because it was already sort of part. But when I saw that, and I'm watching Empire Strikes Back, right, and I'm like 13 years old, and he says that, man, I just about dropped a deuce right there because I was like, what. And right. that was big deal. Same thing with, and it's uh, Empire Strikes Back did this a lot. Is you know, oh, here's this little cute, like puppet creature, mm-hmm. and he's this old man, and he's funny, and he's making fun, and he's hitting Luke with a stick in his head, yeah. and then all of a sudden, and and that's the thing is, if you didn't, if you 
come to Star Wars from a place where it's it's kind of old hat. It's like the, that kind of stuff. You know, Yoda's like the Yoda master. He's the yeah, Yoda's the the Jedi master that teaches them all. Then that moment when Frank Oz and I still <laughs> think to this day it gives me chills to thinking about it is the there's a moment in Empire Strikes Back when just using a fucking puppet. Yep. The the face of Yoda goes from the goofy, oh, rah, 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 mm-hmm. and then he just gets real serious. I cannot you, teach him. And you just know, you yep. know, yes. oh fuck, I've been had just like Lucas, and you go, Jesus Christ, this just got really deep, and I didn't expect it. That's something that yeah. people that come to it later will never really experience is that awe of like, oh my god. Well, I will say this about the Yoda Count Dooku fight when Yoda walks in and when he drops or throws his his cane aside that i went oh it's like motherfucker and then you see him bounce around like a crazy frog and you're like oh that's the coolest fucking shit i ever saw so So that's my perspective here's the thing about the 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 skywalker bloodline before i even had a kid (laughs) before i even had a kid my goal as a father was to keep my child from knowing that Vader was Luke's dad until they saw Empire. Until okay. they saw the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Because I never I never had that what moment like yeah. you did. I was too young. It was already... And this is a challenge as a father because Vader as Luke's dad is so ingrained in the zeitgeist in pop culture in culture not even popular anymore i mean for crying out loud in the movie tommy boy yeah there's a joke about it it's everywhere there are children's books yeah you know where vader trying to put his kids to bed trying to put luke and lay to bed as they're jumping around in the bed it's everywhere so i have like five four years to keep this a secret from him until i can sit down and watch a new hope and Empire, basically back to back, so he can just so, we can get it out of the way. So what are you gonna do? Stick him in a fucking cooler with some air holes? I don't and hose know. Him off every year? What? I don't know. And to answer your question of how he's gonna perceive it, I have no idea. He may like the sequels better. He may like the prequels. He may think that Clone Wars is the best film ever made in all of American cinema. That will be a great disappointment. Yeah, but, that would be that. Well, that would you know, the track <laughs> that he seems to be on now as the as the happy idiot. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, he might be a 20-year-old man going, see, I like this Clone Wars because Hayden Christensen's a great actor. Smack with a stick. What just happened? But I tell you what, <laughs> here's where it's promising. Here's where my son is, is promising. Uh, yesterday, we were farting around, and he likes Hulk. He likes the Incredible Hulk because he, he can is, say it. Yeah, which you know. is, is, is a big plus. In all of your parenting is the fact that your child likes the Hulk. I, yeah. I applaud you and take my hat off because that is some quality fucking pop culture parenting. And I put on, um, there's an, uh, I, it's on Netflix. It's called Hulk Versus. And it's like two shorts where it's Hulk fighting Thor and then it's Hulk yeah. fighting Wolverine. Sure. And they're really good. Uh, you should watch them, actually. They're, they're really I, good. I have. Okay. I have. But they're also pretty violent. Yes. Even for a cartoon, like they're they're an adult cartoon. Yeah, they don't fuck. So around. we were watching it yesterday, and he was like Hulk, Hulk, rah, and doing the thing. And then I said, and that's that's Wolverine. And he looks at me and he goes Wolverine. So he can yeah. kind of the rest of the day yesterday he's saying Wolverine. Yep, Wolverine. And so I got him dressed, and it happened to be a Spider-Man T-shirt. 
And he got upset. He wanted a Wolverine T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I need to get at Target today. I told him I would buy him some Wolverine you shit. You got to get him a Wolverine okay. T-shirt, yeah. So my son likes the angry guys, the violent guys, the destructive guys, which is maybe bad. But he also likes no. Spider-Man. He knows who Captain America is, so he likes the righteous guys, too. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, he know, he but, loves Wonder Woman. He, you know, he, He's okay with that stuff. But so I he's think he's okay that, with Wonder well, Woman. Well, I mean, like he's yeah, <laughs> he doesn't mind as a as a two year old uh, a, a superhero woman empowered and well, badass. He no, doesn't I mean, mind that. He doesn't got, mind. He's got a book. He with likes Wonder the woman. Hulk and Wolverine, but he doesn't mind that a woman could do it too. Well, he hasn't said Wonder Woman yet. That's that's the thing. He well, had a Wonder Woman shown, onesie. Yeah, he was wearing a Wonder Woman onesie him? the first year of his life. Have you shown him the the Hulk? You know, getting his ass kicked by Wonder Woman. Is that a thing I can show him? No, no, it's not. They're yeah. two different universes. So I do need to show him if I could find the Linda Carter Wonder Woman or any other Wonder Woman cartoons. I will. I will make an effort on that because I think Wonder Woman is the. I think the coolest DC character. I no I Batman. Think, sorry, Batman Wonder say, Woman. She wasn't the coolest DC character until they made the movie with Gal Gadot. And I always he, loved Wonder Woman though. Yeah, uh, Wonder but Woman that's was kind of fine. That's Linda yeah, Carter. So I was never really into Linda Carter because it, it was fine. I just that that never that never got me. I was never the DC guy. Oh, so you, up, and, was, and you just don't like attractive women. No, I mean I liked Linda Carter as like a the character of Wonder Woman okay. was just Linda Carter walking around in a sort of like a, a gold bikini. And, I was, and that I wasn't a good introduction to you to like maybe I should check Wonder Woman out and see what this is yeah, about. No, but that's the thing that had nothing to do with the character of Wonder Woman. It had everything to do with my you know childlike desire your to look boner. at tits. Yeah. yeah. Your, sweat, so that, your sweatpants boner, yeah. So I don't I don't oh, think that Linda counts. Carter. Yeah, I See, don't that's think what got that me counts. into one. I'm like, oh, I'll check out this Wonder Woman. Yeah, because I didn't watch Kung Fu with David Carradine because I thought Kane, you know, that I wanted to tap that Kane ass. I watched it because I thought he was cool. <laughs> I watched Wonder okay. Woman because I wanted to, like, stick my face in them big titties. So that's not quite... <laughs> The same kind of admiration, nor should it be. You know, it's like that's uh, yeah. You should look at Wonder Woman. And go, she's brilliant. She's super powerful. She has a heart that is good, and she's there to save mankind. That's but not, I did do. Hey, that, look! Was, hey, was... look at that Linda Carter. You know, look at that fine ass. I'd like to tap it. That's really not well. But the wait same a minute, kind of admiration. But sometimes you have to. The first introduction sometimes to good people and their heart and their intentions and their desires and what they're capable of. What what gets us to understand that is because we first looked at them and went, wow, I kind of want to tap that. I mean, Dana's a wonderful person, right? But you wouldn't know that if you didn't first look at her and go, yeah, I could put my dick in there. Well, I mean, but there's a difference between I'm married to Dana. So but I why? Pursued, but I pursued Dana for a variety of reasons. And yes, the fact that she is What was the first pleasing. one? quite pleasing to the eye actually yeah. the first the first one was because i didn't even notice her i mean i knew she was there what what attracted me to data was it it takes it takes quite the person to look at me not really know me look at me as i'm talking and say could you shut the fuck up? That is what <laughs> that is what made me look at Dana in a totally different light. So it wasn't like I saw this hot chick and went, "Oh, I want to tap that ass." It's that this hot chick happened to be there. I was so focused on myself, and she told me to shut the fuck up. But I looked over and went, "Oh, I want to know her." So that's it's not like you know that, that I wasn't running around being led by my dick on that one. That was like, "Oh, that's important." Speaking of the that's little fair. retard. 
Speaking <laughs> of the little retard, let's hear him. Let's hear him make some retarded sounds. Do you say Wolverine? Wolverine. And what does <laughs> what does Hulk do? <laughs> Can you say, say hi, Don? Hi, Don. Can you say literate ape cast? Ape-cast. <laughs> I want to hear him say that again. That's awesome. Which part That's, of it? <laughs> just the whole thing. Literate ape cast. That's the best. Say literate ape cast. <laughs> that sounds like a different word, but okay. 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 Hey, Wolverine. Hey, Wolverine. <laughs> right, he that's cute. adorable. Well, that's that's why we don't kill retarded yeah. people, because yeah. they're adorable. Right. 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 Okay. Oh, he's... Oh, don't touch that. Oh, he's... Yeah. No, Mommy's not on this podcast. It's just Daddy and Don. Other thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Okay. Bye. Bye. What are you going to do today? Nothing? He's wearing Spider-Man. Okay. Yep. Who's on your shirt? Hulk. No, that's not Hulk. Who's on your shirt? Spider-Man. Hulk. It's not Hulk. Spider-Man. Okay. Hulk. All right. Well, Hulk. Yes. Rawr. I just got to point out, and I just, maybe it's just because of this view, I just really notice it. Yeah. Holy shit, he looks like Katie. Oh, Yeah. Jesus Christ! Well, he looks I mean, a lot like it. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's like yeah. it's like significantly. It's like wow. Yeah. It's like hello, hello. Oh, okay, we get the headphones. Hello, hi, hi. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, now he's fascinated by those <laughs> headphones, man. Oh, now it's oh, and then the hands are up and the face. He has yeah. He has my mom's eyes. And yeah. Then everything else is Katie. He looks like me when he. Like opens his mouth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, he is. Yeah, this is Katie's. This is Katie's face. Well, I've seen you drunk, and I've heard you try to say "literate ape cast" mm-hmm. when you're drunk, and it sounds exactly the same. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> what? What are you saying? Oh, there's Dana. <laughs> say hi, there's Dana. Dana. <laughs> say hi, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her dance! Yay! <laughs> Oh. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My Hello. first, my first thing is uh, it's a watch. Uh, I'm a little late to the game on this, but watch the Hello. Good Place. Oh, Daddy. Yeah, it's Daddy. Watch the Good Place. It's on Netflix. I think it's an NBC <laughs> show. Um, cover your mouth and get out of here. Love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the Good Place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Starring Kristen Bell, Ted Danson, uh, it's it's about the afterlife, and it's, yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of good stuff about it's it. It's really funny. It's smart. It's really interesting what they're able to do with like how they're stretching the story out. Because every time it's like, how where are they going to take this thing? How can they keep doing this? It's it's a great show. Yeah, All right. the All good right. place. Mine is a read. I want you to read Malcolm Gladwell's "Talking to Strangers." Oh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, really? Just come on, just read All it. Right. It's good. It's good. Malcolm Gladwell. What is it called? Boring David Himmel. It's called "Talking to Strangers." Malcolm Gladwell. Stranger Things. Got it. Oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> I just right. good. It's just good. It's good stuff. All right. Uh, my next thing is a read. Uh, it's read. It's an article on uh, in the Texas Texas Monthly. 
titled 2020 Bum Steer of the Year, Beto O'Rourke. It's... Oh, my God. All right, the kid and the puppy are in here. Sorry, listener. I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's, it's a really funny and focused, perhaps accidental summarization of everything that's wrong with the Democratic Party. Okay, what's it called again? 2020 Bum Steer of the Year, Beto O'Rourke. Okay. So just right. basically Google Better O'Rourke Texas Monthly. It'll pop yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. My my uh, my second one is a watch. You know, because you wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna get focused in on the Ute. Yeah. Right. Of course. So one one way to get tapped in to the uh, to the to the the cultural zeitgeist of anybody younger than fifty three years old is watch YouTube influencers. <laughs> so I want you to watch. Um, <laughs> I want you to watch. There's a YouTube influencer. She goes by the uh, the handle ContraPoints. Her name is Natalie Wynn. She has an hour and 40 minute video on YouTube where she talks about cancel culture. Oh, my God. But, but what's funny about it is actually she's quite funny. But what's funny about it is, A, she's drinking like a 40 of malt liquor while she's doing it, which made me laugh. And she keeps, and as she's explaining a lot of these cancel culture sort of controversies and how she just thinks it's horrifying and it's gone way too far, she does. She stops and goes, okay, boomers. And explains. It's And it's, well, it's condescending. It's actually quite interesting and funny. So uh, YouTube... Contrapoints, <laughs> Natalie Wynn on cancel culture. It's a very interesting. Uh, oh it's God. a very interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, Connecting with the youth. My third thing, or yeah, my third thing this week is get your hands on a box of Tootsie Roll premium hot cocoa, creamy hot chocolate. Enjoy with your family. That's outstanding. And while you're drinking your creamy hot chocolate, um, my third thing is listen to some. Lizzo, Lizzo, right? Yeah, listen to some Lizzo because and and she's some Billy, awesome. Some Billy, some Billy Elliot, Billy, 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 Billy Island, Billy Ocean, Billy Ocean, Billy Ocean. Yep, listen yep. to Billy Ocean. Yeah, get there to, you go. Connect to the youth. Yeah. All right, that's the show. That's the show. Uh, thank you to our special guest, Harry Himmel. Harry Himmel. Can you say? Come here. <laughs> What's your name? Himmel. What's your name? Himo. Himo, yeah. Did he just call himself Hambone? Yeah. Hambone, yeah. Hambone. He's like, Hambone. My name isn't Harry Himmel. I'm the Hambone. I'm the Hambone. Heck. That's the show. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.